Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. with Rachel Wojo. I am so excited because today I have a special guest, my friend, Pam Farrell. Pam, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. God bless you, sweetie. I'm so excited to have you for many reasons, but for one, you just blow me away with the longevity, the history that you and Bill have in ministry. I was looking at your profile, you're the author of 59 books, nothing to sneeze at at all, mom to three sons and three daughters in love or daughters-in-law, seven grandkids now. You and Bill have been married for 44 years coming up, right? This this coming up December. Right, this December 14th, yes, 44 years. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, and- that's like a really nice way to say, yep, Pam, you're getting old. <laughs> Oh man. Well, my kids remind me every day that I'm (laughs) old. It's okay. I've always been an old soul. I just claim it. On top of all of that, that you do though, you are also the co-director of LoveWise. And would you explain to us what LoveWise is? Right. LoveWise. Bill and I, when we got married, we like knew a few things. Um, Not a lot, just a few. We loved God. We loved each other. And we had no idea how to do life in a good way because of the crazy homes of origin that we came from. So we made it our like commitment, our vow, our pursuit to chase after God with our whole heart and help people learn how to apply the Bible to their life. And so love-wise, really, we like to say we park ourselves on the corner of God's love and God's wisdom. And our theme verse is Proverbs 19.8, the one who gets wisdom loves life and everybody wants to love their life. So God's wisdom is the way. I love it. I love it. And I do want to love life. And I actually beg God for wisdom every day. It's a good way to start your day. (laughs) I already know. I guess my dad used to say it's best to know what you don't know. And so I already know what I don't know. And I know that I need the Lord's wisdom. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you today because I talk a lot about prayer on the podcast. And I know that's important to you, but I feel like you bring another element to prayer that maybe some people, some of our listeners today may not have heard of. And so I wanted to ask you, how do creativity and prayer go hand in hand in your life? Right. So I started Bible art journaling probably maybe 15 years ago. And I I should call it more like Bible art doodling because I'm not like this great artist or anything. But I found that as I have a Bible with wide margins in it, as I you know, study the word, then I get a picture of what the author's trying to say. Then I doodle something in that margin to help me picture it in my brain. 
So when I'm carrying around God's word and I need it, it's a picture that flashes across my brain. And also by doing Bible art, it, it takes time. And so it helps you memorize and meditate and you pray through that verse and how it applies to your life. And really one of the ways I got connected to you, Rachel, a long time ago, before you even knew, really knew who I was probably, um, I loved your, your prayers are so, so beautiful yet concise. And so I would just print out some of those emails and take them on a prayer walk. Um, now you have those beautiful prayer cards and you can just grab your prayer card and take it on a prayer walk. And I like to pray and walk. Right now we live on a liveaboard boat. And so it's beautiful in the morning as the sun rises and it's beautiful at night as the sun sets. And so I like to say I take a sunset sailor prayer walk, a pause to ponder and so I'll grab a verse and I'll take it with me on that prayer walk. And the good thing about a prayer walk is you get closer to God. And then oftentimes Bill and I will walk together. So closer to your spouse and thinner all at the same time. It's a three for one deal. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I do need to, my husband and I took one of those walks together a couple of nights ago. We started later than we meant to. And we wound up walking in the dark. We were walking around the lake in the dark. Luckily, the path was clear and, and neither of us tripped or fell. Or, But the next time, you definitely need to wear glow sticks or a bracelet or something <laughs> to help guide That's us. romantic, though, right? You have to lean on your man to, like, navigate your way back home. There's a little bit of marriage help right there. Hold hands. <laughs> well, you have co-authored this creative devotional series that I absolutely adore. I will say that it is just super special. And one of the things that I feel like it does for you is it centers you in a book of the Bible for a season. Can, can you share with us what the advantages are to walking through a book of the Bible for a certain time period, whether it's a month, two, or just a designated season? Right. I do like to do that. I love to submerge myself in one book of the Bible at a time, because you, then you can really study the history and who mm -hmm. was it written to and who wrote it, what was going on in their life. And you, you kind of start thinking uh, the way that that author of that book was thinking and what was going on in their life and their world. And how does that relate to you? Um, and I, let me just share like a little history of that discovering the Bible series and how like one book of the Bible at a time really helped me. So the first was discovering hope in the Psalms. And um, we were driving back and forth. Bill was driving back and forth, caregiving his dad. And so it was a very rigorous time um, in our marriage. And my friend Jean said, hey, I wrote this book on hope. Um, can you edit it? Can I pay you to edit it? And if you'd like it, could you write a cover letter? Well, I thought the best way to edit was to do the Bible study. Well, I didn't even realize how bad I needed hope. I mean, the, that next year was so rigorous and we were making huge decisions and um, our finances got stretched. And I, so I found that those Psalms of hope gave me hope. I mean, I was plastering them all over the wall. I was laying up in my Psalms with my face buried and crying into the Psalms. And they really gave me strength and hope and coping skills 
Um, I'm like, oh, David can do it, so can I. And <laughs> so then uh, I passed through that season. A transition came, and the next book was Discovering Joy in um, Philippians. Okay, so that hit during COVID. Didn't we all need joy during COVID? Yeah. And we were no different. We had to move off our liveaboard boat inland into uh, the RV because we were um, caregiving Bill's parents. And I don't know about you, but that was never one of my goals. I think I'm going to grow up and live in a trailer on my in-laws property. No, no. So like I had to find ways to choose joy. And so um, those verses of joy, studying joy, but most importantly, I would go to sleep with Philippians playing in my brain. And so going to sleep with like either music from Philippians or just the Bible being read, I would wake up with more joy the next day. And, you know, then it's just continued good news in the book of John, um, followed that. And then now wisdom and wow, in this world that we live in, I need wisdom every day. And so being in the Proverbs just helps me. Um, grab a hold of a nugget and run because that is, you know, we live in a stressful world and the Proverbs are so great for just having one or two lines that can strengthen your life. Right, right. I I brought a copy to show on the video for those of you who are listening to the podcast on audio, you can't see this, but it's just so cute and fun. Discovering wisdom in Proverbs. It's just so awesome. I really wanted you to see this cover because this is not just a kind of check off short assignment study. This is more an immersion into the book for a longer period of time. So I looked at the beginning of the index and you have it divided out into five days of study. So over the course of 10 weeks, if you did five days of study, you could walk through the entire book of Proverbs. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? I wish you could really see uh, also the interior of this book, because even though that sounds like a lot, the way it is, oh yes, yes, Pam is showing one of the beautiful coloring pages, how she shared that she's taken it up a notch by adding the incredible artistry of Carla to this book. And then it's divided up into little sections. So even if you didn't find yourself with 40 minutes or 30 minutes to do an entire day of study all at once, I think that I love that it's divided up. So if you kept this in the car line, if you took it with you in the waiting room at the doctor's office, you could accomplish 10 or 15 little snippets in, in that amount of time and really walk through some solid Bible principles and learning how to apply them. So I just, I love that about it. I would ask, what are some of the ways that you find yourself, and we covered it just a little bit, but interacting with scripture as you go through one of these creative journals? So the th- The thing that I love about this particular Discover the Bible series, and there's five different books now, one is Jean Jones is a deep dive Bible girl. I mean, if you like Priscilla Shire, Kay Arthur, Beth Moore, you will like Jean because she's a girl with lots of questions and she wants her questions answered. And so she helps you dig. And so there's little sidebars that have if you've been a Christian for a long time, like I have since I was eight and Rachel, I think you were young when you came to Christ too. There's things you think, oh yeah, I covered that. 
oh no she like gives you these nuggets you're like whoa didn't know that and i love that feeling about um discovering like you're on a treasure um hunt with god and then the other thing that she does is that she has you interact in different ways with questions that you know rewrite it in your own words or uh, underline this star that circle this and so you're you're interacting it's not just like write down one little word for your answer it makes you think a little bit more and then carla she has those beautiful bookmarks all the way through plus coloring pages plus pretty much there's something to color on every page in this and by coloring here's like a really fun fact the way god made us when you color when you do anything creative your creativity is on one side of your brain and your problems are lodged on the other side of your brain. So you cannot think of your problems when you're coloring, when you're doing something creative. I'm like, thank you, God, for rescuing me from that craziness where you just keep push, replay, 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 and your problems eat up your mind. But instead, when we meditate on God and God's word, by coloring, then we memorize those, we meditate, we can pray it through. How does this apply to my life? And then my job, my job is to write the daily devotion. Like, okay, here's everything you learned this week about different topics in wisdom, for example, integrity or relationships or family or your words you choose, uh, being a woman of productivity, like Proverbs 31. So here's all the things you learned. How are you going to apply it? How are you going to apply it this week? And so I take some really practical steps. Are you tired of constantly telling yourself, I shouldn't feel this way? Yet so many of us guilt trip or gaslight ourselves instead of working our way through those complicated feelings. You should be a good friend, even though you feel hurt by past betrayals. You should be content, even though you feel lonely or unfulfilled. We've all been there, haven't we? But what if there was a way to reset these toxic mental tapes that sabotage our days? In her groundbreaking new book, I Shouldn't Feel This Way, Dr. Allison Cook encourages you to not just silence those thoughts, but actually come face to face with them. You can find emotional freedom. Learn to see through the haze of conflicted feelings and move forward in your life with confidence. Carrying biblically sound principles with over 20 years of research and clinical practice, licensed therapist and best-selling author Dr. Allison Cook guides you through a practical three-step process to find the freedom you crave. Change starts when you finally stop beating yourself up for the way that you feel and say, you know what, I do feel this way and I can finally do something about it. Take the first step towards clarity and peace today with I Shouldn't Feel This Way by Dr. Allison Cook. Available now wherever books are sold. To help women take the wisdom and then apply that wisdom to their own life. So what would be an example of a creative element of wisdom specifically where you would take that and then say, okay, this is how I'm going to put it in practice today? Right. And so in discovering wisdom in the Proverbs, one of the sessions I talk about, how do you know God's will? Like that's probably number one question I get asked really 
is how do I know if this is God's will or not? Well, one of the devotions helps you to take a scripture like watch the path of your feet in all your ways. It will be established. And then I walk through four C's that can help you know God's will. For example, seek counsel. Um, many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. So go to God's word, ask him, give me a verse to lead me. And then good counsel can also mean people that know you and love you. And Proverbs says in the abundance of counselors, there's many victories. So take that question to your mentors, people like Rachel, people like your pastor's wife, your Bible study leader, and ask that question of them. And then the second is listen for the spirit's conviction. And when we like are in the Proverbs and just thinking on these verses, then we can say, okay, Holy Spirit, if I take this step, would the fruit of the spirit show up in my life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and see if that step is going to lead you closer to God. And then um, confirmation, God's so kind. He will like, if you lay out a fleece, like for example, God, we moved to this new city. Are we supposed to build a house? And that we, Bill and I prayed that. And for right after church, nobody knew we were praying that, but a plumber came up. Hey, I'll donate my plumbing, bricklayer. I'll donate bricklaying. Hey, I'll put the roof on. Uh, I'm a cabinet maker. All these people said, hey, you should just build your house and we'll donate. I mean, we're, that was like, hello. We got that one loud and clear. And then finally, circumstance. If it's God's will, he will begin to open the door and you can walk through into God's will and God's path. Because God wants you to know his will even more than we want to know mm -hmm. his will. Yeah, there was a quote in there and I'm trying to remember it. I didn't write it down. It was something in accordance to God's will, God's way and God's word. Do you know exactly which quote? And I just remember. Right, that is my quote too. <laughs> yes. If you want to know God's will, walk in his way and you'll gain God's wisdom. There's more to it too. I was a little really? more focused, of course. <laughs> Knowing God's wisdom through his word. So if you want to know what his way is and what his will is, then you've got to immerse yourself into his, his word, word and capture that that wisdom. That was my takeaway. And I just, all of those W's made it sink into my mind, that alliteration, because I love alliteration. You know that about me. And that's another thing that I think is so cool about this creative journaling. It's more than Bible principles. It's more than application. It's more than creativity. There's also story woven throughout the study. One of the stories you share in there is about learning how to apply wisdom in your own life. So I think that that is near and dear to my heart because it's just so normal, everyday, ordinary, one of the encounters or issues that we all face. And so when you and your husband, Bill, experienced this life transition, specifically his job change, can you share with us how that played out and how wisdom became a part of what you needed in that time? Right. There's actually a couple of transitions that God's wisdom really helped us through. And the first one would be when we left our lead pastorate and God, what do you want us to do full time, right? And speak. And what would that look like? And how can we make that happen in our life? And our son was um, 
still in school. And so we had a group of friends praying for us. As they prayed, God then opened up an opportunity for Bill to apply for a job with uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's small groups pastor. And so th the wisdom of my group of counselors helped open up that opportunity. And it was perfect for our son who was still finishing up his high school education. So we could travel and speak some, but we were still there for him. And then the next transition was when God called us off of that staff, which is, uh, we loved serving there at Shadow Mountain, but um, God kept blessing. Um, and that's one of the things in, in the book of Proverbs, I have a little notebook that's like black and I write with white writing, uh, all my favorite Proverbs and about the blessings of God. And God's really sweet. And he says, the reward for the humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. And so there's all kinds of these verses that if you follow God, he's going to bless you. He's going to honor you. He's going to give you life. And that's what happened. Bill got successful in small groups. It was the largest it ever was. And then our writing and speaking doubled and got more book proposals to write. And so we had to make a decision. And so that transition, God's wisdom helped us make the decision to transition and go full-time writing and speaking. And our, our last son was then in college, so it was all good. But probably when I most appreciated God's wisdom is when shortly after that, Bill's dad was spiraling down in his health and Bill was having to travel to Los Angeles and back from San Diego and Without traffic, it's like three hours, but who that never happens. It's always with traffic. So like eight hours each way. And he was exhausted. And I was exhausted holding up our Love Wise ministry. He was holding up his parents' life. And then he'd come home and have to do his to-do list. And one night he got home about midnight and it looked, he just looked like death warmed over. And I said to Bill, honey, wow, it looks like keeping your parents alive is killing you. Do we need to move closer? And he said, I just need to go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow. And um, so he began to pray for God's wisdom and leadership. He knew that asking me to move from our wonderful San Diego home where we had been for 25 years with that great support system up to caregive his parents. And his mom is um, mentally ill. She She's agoraphobic and a hoarder and volatile. She's so, She has this crazy anger issue. So it's not an easy ask. And so he started praying, Lord, how can we make this workable so that we, I can care for my parents, still do writing and speaking and make it something that's positive for our marriage and our future. And so he came to me, he's like, I was praying about this. What do you think about moving onto a boat? I mean, Pam, you're like half mermaid and um, I, we could live on the boat. We, could, we thought about downsizing anyway. And it didn't even take me 30 seconds. I said, well, I could pray about it, but I've been praying about it for two years now about, Lord, give us a solution. We can't keep going like this. And so I think that's a great idea. Hashtag crazy fun midlife adventure. So that's what we did. We downsized everything. And, you know, you need wisdom when you're giving away 90% of your things to other people lord i would hold up a lamp whose lamp is this today jesus and we released all almost all of our worldly goods and god led us to a beautiful boat that needs some tlc 
but my husband's wonderfully creative. And, you know, it still serves as a, like a little oasis on the water. So we'll have an intense day of caregiving or intense day of ministry, but then we go back home to the boat and it's like a, ah, uh, and that's what God wants to give all of us, that sigh of relief. And when we see God with his wisdom, then he'll open up creative ways to meet that deep need in our heart and satisfy the longings we didn't even know that we had. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And the verse that you just read about humility, how strong is that piece? What is that element to the verse? Because I feel like in my own life, God keeps pointing right back to it. (laughs) Red flag here. It's amazing how often in Proverbs that humility comes up as a trait that God wants us to have. And the reason why I think that it's true is because it's so easy to make ourselves God of our life, like not even check in with God. But when we check in with God and we seek his face and we seek his word and we seek his ways, then we we get under what I call the umbrella of blessing. And that is we get to a place where our life matches up to what the character qualities are that God says he'll bless. And some of those character qualities that God says in Proverbs that he'll bless is humility. Um, He blesses righteousness. He blesses integrity. And so it's those inner characteristics that God cares about in our life um, because that's what ties our heart to God's heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, In my small group last night in the book of Numbers, there's just this little blip where it's talking about the issues that the children of Israel were having and how Miriam and Aaron were grumbling against him. And then all of a sudden in this verse, I believe it's like Numbers 11, 3 or 12, 3, it says, Moses was the meekest man on earth. Oh, Um, wow. some, Some versions, it says Moses was the most humble man. So different variations of the wording, but it always uses the word humble or meek, and it and it literally calls him the meekest on earth. And so you think about how God blessed him, and what a flip that was from the murderer he once was. And I just think that when we come to the realization that our humility is what God wants more than anything, just to be surrendered fully to him, but also how that humility plays out in our, our interactions with other people. And so I think coming back to the creative journaling, what journaling does for me, one of the things and and why I want to walk through this wisdom and proverb study so desperately for 10 weeks is that I really believe that humility takes time to sink in. And when you spend the time in a deeper, more inductive study, putting your hand to the plow, using all your senses, your vision, your hearing, your hands, you're using all those senses to really embed that characteristic in your brain. And I don't know about you, but I really need humility embedded in my brain. I like to choose humility rather than have humility chosen for me. You know, pride cometh before a fall. That's also a proverb. Um, so I, 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 Lord, please keep my heart humble before you. And and the word meek or humility, it, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm supposed to be a doormat. No, no, 
humility and meekness means strength under God's control. So it's totally different than what people might think. It takes a strong woman to choose to be humble. It's you saying, God, your will, your way, your timing, you're the best at giving blessings. You're the best at leading and guiding my life. And so I choose you, Jesus. I choose you, Lord. And that, it takes a strong woman to be smart enough to do that, right? That's where the wisdom comes into play with knowing how to address that humility issue, when when to speak, when to be slow to words, all of that. Pam, your book, Discovering Wisdom and Proverbs, is such a beautiful, creative, devotional experience that people can embrace and enjoy. And I think the fall has always been a perfect season for me to reset and dive back into a deeper study. I've just found that some of the years that I've focused on one book of the Bible, uh, for instance, I did BSF uh, Bible study fellowship for many, many years. And I would find like one spring I did um, winter and spring. I think it was a whole winter and spring, the book of Isaiah. I have never forgotten that, that season of studying Isaiah. And so I would just encourage our listeners to um, grab onto this Discovering Wisdom in Proverbs. Can you share with us all the places that they can find you? And then also, I want to encourage everyone to know that I will include these links in the show notes so you can go grab the journal or you can grab the resources that Pam is about to share. Well, Love-wise, if you want a signed copy, just remember love-wisdom, love-wise. Or if you Google waffles and spaghetti, Pam and Bill are the only ones that show up for that best-selling book. It's a crazy (laughs) title, right? Um, And then, of course, where all the books are sold, christianbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, they'll all have it as well. And I encourage, when you go through any of our Discovering the Bible studies, take your time. Let it be a stroll through scripture and you don't have to rush. Enjoy your time with Jesus. And then um, I just want to compliment you, Rachel. You know, one of the Proverbs says, walk with the wise and you'll become wise. And I always tell you, I am a smarter, wiser woman after spending time with you. And I know your listeners feel the same way too. So I hope that they continue to listen and take up your wisdom, especially in the area of prayer and overcoming, girl. You're a great overcomer. Thank you so much, Pam, for being a part of this podcast today. And I just wonder if you would close with a prayer for our listeners as they apply the topics that we've talked about during the season in order for them to attain wisdom and humility as we walk out the next couple of months. Lord, thank you so much that you remind us that the fear of you, Lord, is the beginning of wisdom. So, Father, I pray that um, you would encourage each woman here by giving her a nugget from your word, even today as she opens up the Proverbs. God, I think it's so sweet of you that there are 31 Proverbs and most months there's 31 days. And so we can just read a proverb a day and gain your wisdom uh, for our life. And so, fathers, we enter this season, help us put you as a priority and help us make 
chasing your wisdom above all the world's wisdom what is center on our heart lord i pray favor and blessing over each listener and over rachel and her family for being those who lead us to your word and lead us to your wisdom in jesus name amen thank you so much pam and thank you listeners have a great day Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. A crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.